Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. What's on your mug? Daddy's mug. It's Daddy's mug. Because Will Buxton is a new father. Congratulations. Absolutely. Welcome to the show and congrats on the bundle of joy. Thank you so much, man. Uh, How do I look? You can't see the bags under the eyes. We're actually getting more sleep than we expected. Yeah, surprisingly well rested for uh, for a newborn, from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, but then again, you've been through it before. Very true. Very true. Although it's ch- everything's changed. There's an app for everything now. It's wild. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> as if as if being a parent wasn't anxious enough. Now there's apps that will monitor heart rate, and AI will tell you how they're supposed to be sleeping and if they are doing everything. This honestly, being a parent today with the amount of tech that you're supposed to have is yeah. insane like it's hard enough without having your anxiety levels ramped up to your eyeballs you know which are already drooping for the lack of sleep you've got because of the anxiety from all the apps it's it's insane absolutely anyway, cycle. But she's she's a joy and um uh a month old already which is which is crazy but um yeah victoria my wife was an absolute warrior um, I, I swear childbirth changes your perception of your other half in a heartbeat because you will yeah. never, you know, from that day forward, you're never winning an argument ever again. No, but it's amazing. It's amazing. It's kind of the ultimate. It, trump babe, card, can you take it? out the trash? No, I'm still kind of tired from that time that I birthed your child. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, from yeah, that I time it. I literally pushed another human out of my body. So <laughs> you can <laughs> do that. Forever, you put there, you put it there. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's fair. No, but, but it's 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 amazing, and um, yeah, we're just very much in the in the in the in the glow. How are you guys doing? And, more to the point. Not not more to the point, but thank you for asking. We're doing well. Well, Tim, he looks like because what? Well, it's just Tim. Um, so yeah. just a normal Tuesday. Uh, myself. I feel I feel good. Feel fine. I'm good. Thanks. Buddy. Have you lost weight, Hinch, or is that just the camera? Like, what's going on there? The ca- the camera sheds ten pounds. I don't know. What can it I say? It clearly does. It's amazing. <laughs> you're looking you're looking good, mate. You're looking trim. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. I uh, I gotta say I've, I've missed you, man. I uh, 
We missed you. You you did the British Grand Prix and I wasn't there. (laughs) I came all the way to your back door and and you didn't even you didn't even answer the knock. It's rude. I mean I mean you didn't because I was here that entire week. So you could have I was you know, my house is twenty minutes from my house is twenty minutes from Silverstone. You you'll you know you know how it works. I was (laughs) touche. I was uh I was I was beholden to my my Uber drive my erstwhile Uber driver Mr. Jolian Palmer so I could only travel at his whims. I'm sorry, Jolian was Desi drive. Jolian is never designated driver. But he, I thought he had you. it in his contract. I literally I thought it was in his contract <laughs> that he would not be because as racing drivers, most of you traditionally like to like to drive, drive. like psychopaths. Yeah, they yeah, like but, to drive, but yeah. don't don't much like being passengers. Jolian. No. It just sits in every car we have, whatever race we go to, like Lady Muck in the back. He, he will not drive. <laughs> well, let me tell you, not only did he drive, he was an absolute lifesaver. Because as you know, getting in and out of Silverstone on Grand Prix weekend, not the easiest task in the world. But Grim. when you're being driven by someone that has been like born and raised there, knows all the ins and outs, all the extras, back roads and entrances, and also is a former British Grand Prix driver. And the odd marshal will, will like clock who's driving the car and like kind of give the little nod and open the gate you're not supposed to open. Like it was awesome. Does he have, was it his own personal car? No, it was a rental. Ah, because you see, if it was his own personal car, I bet he has British Racing Driver Club plates that would have got the extra wink and the gate opened. And I wonder, and all of that. I wonder. That'd be a smart move. Yeah. Honestly, it'd be worth having them all year long just for that one weekend if there was yeah. any benefit it's like, to getting in and out. Yeah, it's like, you know, you can join a Masonic Lodge or the British yeah. Racing Drivers Club. <laughs> right, and- right. The, 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 the perks are about the same. All right, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So happy that you're joining us, bud. And um, it's been... Uh, it's been an interesting a while. Like, a month for you. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, Miami, we saw each other last. Yeah. Which was nice. And missed you at Silverstone, but you were busy, understandably so. Uh, you're back now. Your, your, patern- your paternity leave was fairly short-lived. You're back on the road for F1 TV. Uh, were we ready to get back on the road <laughs> post-child, or were we still kind of hoping for an extra couple weeks off? It's a weird thing. Um, I had missed, I'd missed work. Uh, I'd missed, I hadn't missed the travel. I'd missed my colleagues. I'd missed racing. Um, but then literally the first night in the hotel, I was like, I'm ready to go home now. Um, just because I missed, (laughs) I missed my, missed my wife, missed my, missed my baby. Um, but look, I got six weeks off. Um, the majority of which was before our daughter arrived. And so I was able to do everything that I needed to do at the house that, that I hadn't had done yet. Um, you know, build stuff that I needed to build and do everything uh, so that the the nursery was ready. And then be, most importantly, just be here, you know, and with, you know, Canada was one of the ones and I couldn't be in Canada just, just in case. Um, Victoria went into labor. So, so had to miss that. But yeah, it ended up, I, I got six weeks and in the UK, you don't get six weeks paternity leave. It just, it doesn't happen. Um, so I was very lucky that F1 allowed me to take those four races off um, back for Spa. And now I'm back back home again for three weeks. So in total, with the exception of the Belgian Grand Prix, I will have had like two and a half months at home, which is... It's not terrible. 
or is it or is it two? Either way, like two months at home, who gets that for for paternity leave? It's it's a sixth of the year. It's insane. So I'm very yeah. lucky, uh, but can't wait to can't wait to get back. Got you know ten races, second half of the season. Excited for it. Really excited for it. So of so I've got four left. I've got Austin, Mexico, Brazil, and Vegas. Which of those are you at? Uh, Austin, mm-hmm. Mexico, Vegas. Nice. And okay, three of the four. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not. Doing, I'm not doing the trip. So you're doing the full triple header. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I opted not to do the triple header because I mean, look, new new baby three weeks away is 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 a That's bit a lot. much. That, but she's like half her she life. going to come point. to Abu Dhabi. Exactly. Exactly. Um, she's going to come to Abu Dhabi, which is going to be amazing. Going to be really cool. So, um, Mike, I've always got a co-host then for the uh, for the post race show. So that'll be that'll be cool. She'll make she'll make more sense than most of the drivers do. I'm sure. <laughs> the um, probably cry less. Yes, cry less, be less demanding. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's why I get um, along with race car drivers so well. I have a nine-year-old at home, so I'm used to arguing. You're with used that, to dealing with them, yeah. That yeah, logic, yeah. 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 So I, I would always hear about, you know, you, you either read in the media or hear interviews about talking about the, the triple headers and stuff like that. And I was always like, I mean, you know, we do back-to-back. We do, tri- we do eight weeks in a row between the, the first race in May and then the GP, then the qualifying, then the 500, then Detroit, then Texas, whatever. I'm like, they're making such a big Then I realized it's because you don't go home. When you do a triple yeah. header, it's three straight weeks on the road. We get to go back to our beds in between those races. I'm like, okay, now I see why that's such a big deal. And the other thing that's mad with all of that is you're going from country to country. Right. Um, and, and so I did, and- I, yeah. And, and ridiculously, you know, first year we did Mexico to Brazil. Um, I get on the plane and my producer's like, oh, did you download any good movies for the flight? I'm like, no, nah, I've got a magazine, but, you know, it's not going to be a long flight, is it? It's Mexico to Brazil. It's just, it's you know, the same time zone. Down. Yeah. And he's like, it's a 14 hour flight. <laughs> I was like, I, I hadn't even thought about it. And um, yeah, so that was that was kind of so you read that magazine five and a half times. Uh, yeah, luckily it was I don't think it was the best flight. I don't think the entertainment options were that good. But normally, you know, when the entertainment options are pretty weak, they do at least have something like the original Star Wars trilogy or right. the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And you're like, great, right. I'm in. You know, I can yeah. watch that. That's fine. All right. So. Everybody knows you, Will, from your work in motorsports, Formula One specifically. And I, uh, I remember at some point last year, you were telling me what number Grand Prix you were at. It was like, what are we at? 200 something. Yeah, I'm coming up on the big 300 this year. Total races around 650. That's um, wild, man. So that's including all of the GP2, GP3 uh indycar races i did for nbc gp2 asia le mans yeah so all all of those races either commentated on or been at that's that's 650. vr training platforms like the one developed by fundamental vr and orbis international are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients as you practice each skill the muscle memory starts to develop learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. First of all, smart idea <laughs> keeping track of it all. I feel like I should have done that at some point in my life. But anyway, um, I want to go back to the beginning. How did how did you become Will Buxton? How does it start? Where, where, where did the passion for motorsports start? And then what was sort of the pathway into the, the journalism side of it? I, I just... Uh, my first experience of, of motorsport was a hill climb when I was about... Four years old. I lived very close to a, a really famous uh, hill climb in the in the UK, the Prescott Hill Climb, and my parents took me to the Prescott Hill Climb when I was four. And it was just the the noise, the smell, the the visceral nature of of cars flying up a hill ridiculously fast, you know. Um, and I was hooked, hooked, hooked from the first moment I saw. A car There's fly no by motorsports me. background in your family or anything. You just None. you guys no. you went and checked it out as fans, and it just bit you. Just just went to check it out. And my dad was not a huge motorsport fan. You know, he was born uh, 1943, grew up you know late teens, twenties in the in the 1960s. So you know, would read about Jim Clark and Graham Hill and all that, and you know, so I had a passing interest, but was never a, a race fan. And I started wanting to watch Grand Prix on Sundays. So my mum would cook us, you know, Sunday lunch and, and we'd sit around and eat Sunday lunch. And then I'd be rushing off from the table to go and watch Grand Prix. And then dad and I got into it just from my my love of it. Um, and then when I was 13, Senna was killed. And Senna was my big hero. You know, I had all the model cars and posters mm-hmm. all over my wall of of, of Ant and Senna. And and when he was killed, I just I just didn't know what to do with myself. Um, and my dad bought me my first copy of Autosport magazine that week. Oh wow! And I that moment just said, "That's that's what I want to do. I want to be a journalist. I want to write about the sport. I want to because I, because I just I didn't know how to handle it. Um, and my mates all like football." And they didn't care, um, and uh, and these these journalists made me feel, you know, kind of normal about it, and, and helped me come to terms with it. So you know, your David Tremaines and your Nigel Roebucks, guys like that, writing about the sport. I said, that's that's who I want to be. That's what I want to do. Um, and that was it. Age thirteen, I never had any dream. I had never had any any idea of anything else I ever wanted to do with my life other than write about Formula One. That was it. 
it's so funny because there's a weird parallel here between us in the sense that, you know, a, probably around the same age, um, I was, I started, I started go-karting, but at that point I was still just racing regionally in Ontario and really didn't harbor any aspirations of doing it professionally. Cause I knew that was kind of a, you know, pipe dream. And my dad was a huge F1 guy and we had Autosport magazine delivered to the house, right? A weekly motorsports rag. Yeah. But because we were in Canada, we would get them like three weeks late. And <laughs> way. You were I like, already, you were way behind then. I, but I already knew everything. I knew everything that had happened. I'd watched all the races, but I still would read it cover to cover every single week. And like, sometimes they would show up in bundles of like three mags cause they were like five weeks late, you know? And so I would just, I would burn through cover to cover every auto sport. And at that point, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, well, I mean, driving is not a realistic goal. So I'm going to, how do I, like, I just love not. this so much. This, I want to write for auto sport magazine. So you must've, you must have like me reading it cover to cover have about you know a good decade of reading marcus pie's national yeah. reports of like, everything, everything the stuff that yeah. i knew about what was happening in uk formula ford i mean i it was hard enough like you say all my friends the walter hayes hockey. festival was yeah. the, the moment of the year <laughs> like for my my friends it was hockey yours it was football mine's my friends were hockey i couldn't relate to them over over indycar or formula one Never mind, like BTCC or you know the, the Formula Ford sixteen hundred UK. Tuscan, or, yeah, yeah. TBR exactly. Tuscan Challenge, the Autumn Gold Cup. Uh, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, oh, that's that's. So you so guys funny. were both like you guys were both the the people that car nerds or racing nerds would call nerds. Like you guys yes. took oh, the yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, I mean that's awesome, that, and I think that's why you guys, why I guess the passion comes through so much with your with your work, and why people resonate with it because it's just something yeah. very clearly care a lot about. I remember when my parents moved house, and and I I'd, I'd long since moved out, and my mom called me up and she said, um, "Can you can you come back to the house? We've got some stuff of yours. We need to see if you want it or not." And it was probably about 15 years worth of autosport magazines <laughs> that had been up in the rafters of the house in boxes. And you got to well, remember, everybody, everybody listening, if you don't know, it's a weekly magazine. So there's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. of autosport we, magazines over a 15-year span. There was probably, there's probably five, 600 copies of autosport in the roof of the house. It was, that was pretty mad. Yeah. So good. So you harbor this dream. That becomes the life goal. And yeah. I, I imagine the, uh, well, what did you go to school for? Did you go to school for uh, something in the world? I did so, politics. I, uh, no I studied politics. Because you and wanted to be an F1. Politics. Bingo. Uh, I was an argumentative little <laughs> anyway. Um, and so I thought, let's, let's do something where I can, I can argue, I can debate. But also I, I uh, had a cousin, still do, had a cousin who was a journalist. And he said, uh, don't do a journalism degree because at the time, journalism degrees, media studies degrees, they weren't taken very seriously. And also this pipe dream I had was, you know, it, it was pie in the sky. It was never going to happen. So I needed something to fall back on. And I thought, if I'm not going to get, you know, the dream of being an F1 journalist, then maybe I might become a political researcher, a civil servant, maybe end up in politics. Who knows? You know, um, it was either going to be history, law or politics. 
And so I, I went to university, did politics with a couple of law electives in there, um, and then decided to write my thesis on the politics of Formula One, which my lecturers no. thought was absolutely, yeah, they thought it was diabolical. And um, <laughs> I found it I found it a couple of years ago, and they were right. It was awful. <laughs> uh, but but um, I then sent a copy of that to David Tremaine at Formula One magazine. And DT, uh, a couple of months after university ended, I was working in a bar, in a wine bar. And uh, I got a phone call one lunchtime and it was DT. And he said, we're putting together our end of season annual. Remember annuals when they used yeah, to be yeah. a thing. Uh, and uh, would you like to come down and do a couple of weeks work experience with us? So yes, literally took off my apron, put it on the bar. Thank you very much, guys. It's been fun. See you later. Went out, did two weeks working with DT. And on my last day, I turned up with a sleeping bag and a pillow. And DT said, what's that for? And I said, I'm not leaving. He said, we weren't going to ask you to. We want you to stay. And that was how I how I started in, in F1 journalism. That is amazing. That is such a cool story, <laughs> man. I absolutely love that. Yeah. So That was back in end of 02, end of 2002. So I started Christmas 2002. I started working for the official Formula One magazine. So yeah, Bernie I mean, that's, that's the highbrow stuff. I mean, like Autosport yeah. was for the commoners, you know, but the F, that was the holy grail. So that's F, like... F1 racing was like, F1 racing was really like, it was brilliant, and but it brought F1 to the masses. F1 magazine, the official magazine, was very in-depth, and it was big format, huge, long articles. The first feature article I wrote was the shootout at Williams between Giorgio Pantano and Tonio Liuzzi for the reserve driver role, okay? Like, I got sent to Valencia for three days to cover this test where, you know, the two hot shots from Formula 3000 were going up for this test driver role. And I'm like, okay, how many pages is it going to be? I think it was a 10-page feature, and it ran to 8,000 words. My dissertation oh my. had been 12,000 words. <laughs> Right <laughs> now, and but this was how serious the magazine was. It was like, yeah, yeah. you've got eight thousand eight thousand words. It was monstrous. Um, but what I mean, what what an amazing education to to go into that. And every morning, DT would open up one of Rainer Schlegelmilch's, you know, um, beautiful photography books, um, and and DT would just open it on a page and sort of point at it and go, right, what tracks that? And I'm like. Norch life, correct. What year? 74. Great. Who's that? Uh, louder, correct. Where did he finish? And then you'd be like, you know, so you'd pick out, uh, uh, on, on the podium, no, retired. And you're like, ah! And it was, every morning was an education. Um, That's so cool. Of, uh, of the history of the sport. That's something that DT taught me from, from really early on was to maintain that historical knowledge because it forms the basis of so much context for what's going on, on today. Um, so yeah, sort of a historical knowledge was always, always very important yeah. um, to, to, to me. Hope you guys have liked our chat with uh, Will Buxton so far. We actually had so much fun talking to him. We kept him around long enough for there to be a part two. So uh, listen next week to part two of our interview with Will Buxton. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at AskOffTrack on Twitter and Instagram. 
If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown. He's Alexander Rossi. And if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Fim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.